go on and on. Bragging about Jesus. Praise the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. woman this is who is touching him for she is a sinner and Jesus answered and said to him Simon I have something to say to you so he said teacher say it there was a certain creditor who had two debtors one owed 500 denarii and the other 50 and when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Jesus says, tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that you will speak to us, release your grace and anointing in this place, that we make the proclamation of your word effective. In Jesus' name, every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them and we take victory in the house of God. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. 
anointing the feet of Jesus. Anointing the feet of Jesus. You scan the scripture and you will see there is a lot of scriptures that talk about anointing. And we will find that anointing that the scripture talks about is about anointing the head. Praise God. But this is a very unique scripture where we see, where we see this woman coming and anointing the feet of Jesus. As the story unfolds before us, sit down. We see three main characters here. I'm going to highlight them. One, we see a careless host. Careless host. And we see invited guest. Then, we see the third character here. Uninvited Characters in the scripture. One is the careless host, high Careless host. You have a distinguished guest who is Jesus Christ. Then you have uninvited guest that barges in and steals the show. As you look at the scripture, even in the gospel, you find that Jesus is being anointed. And as you look at it through the scriptures, if we are not careful, we can get a little confused. Mary of Bethany anointed This woman barges into Simon the Pharisee's house. She anoints the feet of Jesus. In worship, there's different kind of expressions. As you come to worship God, depending on your intimacy with Him, depending on your commitment to Him, your proximity to Him, the revelation that you have about him would cause us to have varying experience and expressions in worship. Praise God. That is why when we come for corporate worship, you see, people have different ways of expressing their joy. That is based on their depth of redemption experience with Jesus. As they have an unveiling of who Jesus is, as they have a greater revelation of who Jesus is, as they are drawn into his presence, as they are, they are captured by his glory and his love, People break out into different forms, different expressions of worship. Praise the Lord. Have you seen 
Some break out into songs. Some break out into shouts. Some break out into euphoric expressions. Some cannot contain themselves. Some would jump up and down. Some would just shed tears of joy. It's all based on how close you get to Praise Mary of Bethany was very close to Jesus. In every season of her life, she found refuge at the feet of Jesus. Because of her proximity to Jesus, she was bold enough to break the alabaster box right upon the head of Jesus. But this woman, as dubbed by Luke, a sinner in the city, she, even though she borges into Simon the Pharisee's house, she stands behind him. Praise she doesn't have that kind of boldness to bar, even though she barges into the house, she doesn't have the boldness to come and stand where she stands behind him. She falls at his feet. She opens her bosom to praise the Lord. Regardless of what our expressions of worship is, regardless of what our expressions of joy and love is, Praise God. Jesus receives that expression when it comes out of a pure heart. This morning, what kind of expression you had when you were worshiping? Hallelujah. Look, when you look at this carefully, we see her expression was a spontaneous expression. It was not pre-planned. It was not premeditated. It was not set up. It was not a setup. She comes in. She stands behind him. She falls at his feet. And she starts weeping uncontrollably. As her tears fall at the feet of Jesus. And as she sees that her tears are drenching the feet of the master. She did not come with a towel. She did not come with a piece of cloth to wipe it. What does she do? She releases her hair. She wipes the feet of Jesus with her hair. Spontaneous form of worship. Praise the Lord. It's good to come in the house of God. With a prepared heart. It's good to come into the house of God. With a prepared sermon. It's good to come into the house of God. With a set of song. But let me ask you. Praise the Lord. Are you free enough. To give him spontaneously. Praise the Lord. Can you shout before him. Praise God. Can you break out. Before him. Can you break out into a song before him? Praise God. Can you have a euphoric expression for him? Because it is spontaneously flowing from the depth of your heart. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, spontaneous worship when we come in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
What an expression of love. Praise the Lord. Do we have such spontaneous expressions of love and worship? Some time ago, I shared this with the church. I'm going to repeat it. It was 1987. Jimmy Swaggart was, had a crusade at NASA Colosseum in um, Long Island, not too far from here. August 1987, I still remember I was attending that crusade. During the crusade, as worship went on, people had different ways of, of giving praise to God. Out of the blue came a woman. She went all the way into the front, right in front of the altar. There was no altar call that is going on. It was just time of worship. And as the worship was going on, this woman was doing something very unusual, which I have never forgotten. Praise God. This woman stood there, and as they were singing song, she was dancing the rhythm. What was unique about her dance was, you know, it seemed that she was dancing with someone. She went on like this, and step by step, step by step. It was as if an unseen, invisible person was standing with her as she was dancing. It was an awkward moment. Everybody started looking at the woman, but she was not deterred. She was not distracted. She was into that form of worship. You would wonder, is there a realm like that? That when you engage yourself with the Lord, that you forget your surroundings. And you express yourself in a out-of-the-norm way. Have you ever had such an experience with the Lord? Praise God. Have you entered into a depth of communion with him in worship and in adoration that you forget the settings, that you forget all that is pre-planned and arranged, but you walk into a realm because there is an intimacy with the lover of your soul Jesus Christ, praise God. You ask David, he will tell you, praise God. Have you, do you remember that, that setting when David says this, I will become even more undignified than this and I will be humiliated in my own eyes. Why would anybody do that? Well, we'll ask David if we get an answer. This is how David puts it. It was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people, Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. Praise the Lord. Each one has a unique experience with the Lord. Praise the Lord. Each one's depth of redemption, they vary based on where they have been in their lives. That is what causes people to break out in and worship that is out of the norm. Praise the Lord. Have you ever had 
such an experience in life. But when you move into such experience, you would always have a critic. For David, his own wife was a critic. She criticized because to her, she felt that this fellow was behaving himself in an inferior manner. Likewise, this woman who was at the feet of Jesus, she also had a critic. Her critic was Simon the Pharisee. Praise God. To move into an in-depth experience with God. Praise the Lord. And it is a public expression. You can always expect what? Criticism. It's always people waiting to criticize. Praise the Lord. Sometimes our judgmental spirit are keen and very sharp. What is it? Our judgmental spirit can be very keen and sharp. It is able to detect or it is able to pick out what coming. Able to spot certain sins in people miles away. Have you ever wondered why one is able to do that? Quite often it is because we also have such challenges and sins in our own lives. Could it be we are cynical, critical, constantly finding fault in others because we could be harboring one of such problems in our own lives. Praise the Lord. So we see the host is disturbed now. Is disturbed. And this thought goes through his mind. Jesus is seated at the table. He's eating that meal facing Simon. And as this thought goes through his mind, what was that thought? Simon thought to himself. Before he's thinking something about the woman, he's thinking about who? About Jesus. What kind of man is this? We see Jesus discerns his thought. And Jesus said, Simon, I have something that I want to say to you. Simon, I have something that I want to say to you. I wonder if Jesus comes to us day after day, week after week, month after month, in our study room, in our prayer room, in our bedrooms, in our drawing rooms, in our living rooms, and tell us, tapping on our shoulders, saying, I have something to tell you. Have you ever heard Jesus telling you, Simon, Thomas, 
I have something to tell you. Have you ever heard the voice of Jesus telling you? Peter, Harry, Amy, Doreen, Christy, I have something to tell you. Have you heard that voice of Jesus? Jesus tells Simon, I have something to tell you. Jesus wants to address the issues, the thoughts that are going through our mind. Praise the Lord. And what does Jesus, what is the response of Simon? What does he say? Simon says, say it. What would be our response? When Jesus comes to us in the stillness of night, in the roller coaster experiences of life, in the accusing moments of our life, in the puzzling moments of our lives, when there are question marks in our lives, when there are seasons of things that we cannot explain about ourselves, about others. When we have a judgmental attitude. When Jesus tells us, I have something to say. How would we respond? So Jesus, we see a story in this book. Jesus opens up and he shares his story. He tells them, listen, there were two fellows who owed money to a creditor. Jesus starts the story. One owed the creditor 50 denarii. The other owed the creditor 500 denarii. They're both owed. There was a big difference in how much they owed, but they both owed. They both were debted to this creditor. And Jesus says, these, both these fellows, they, did, they could not pay off their debt. Since they could not pay off their debt, creditor mercy on them and did what? Right off their And Jesus poses a question to Simon. Simon, which of these two loved more? Which of these two loved the creditor more? Simon, in a corner, Simon has to answer this question. Simon comes up with the right answer and he says, the one that is Forgiven much, loves more. Praise the Lord. A moment, check the story out. There is considerable difference in what each man owed. What is important here in the story is, Jesus is saying, 
neither one of them was able to pay it off. But the credit, the man who was a creditor, he showed great mercy to both of them. And with this story, Jesus is engaging Simon to come think in his way. Jesus is taking the negative thought of Simon and redirecting it to the positive thoughts of Jesus. Not in an accusatory, accusing tone, but rather shifted his thought process and brought him to the side of Jesus and he's breaking it down for him. Praise the Lord. Simon answers Jesus, gives him the right answer. Because Simon got the message. Do you think Simon got the message? He did. Didn't he? He did. He gave the right answer. But I want to tell you. Simon, we can only conclude Simon got the answer right if that conclusion impacted his life. Quite often, when we read the scripture, we understand what Jesus is driving. We understand the gist of the message. We understand what Jesus is trying to tell us. And he posed a question. We would also give the right answer. But the question is, did we really get the message? When can we conclude we got the message? When it stir up, stirs our mind? When our intellectual properties are stirred up? When we have a better understanding or when it's going to impact our We sit under the preaching and teaching of God's word. We sit and we meditate God's word day in and day out. The question is, did we get it? We get it. When it touches the core and changes the trajectory of our life. And this is what Jesus desires of all of us. That through the study of God's word, through the meditation of God's word, through the hearing of God's word, there has to be a change. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What was Jesus driving at? He was saying, there are only two kinds of sinners in this world. And everyone here will fit into either one of them. What is the difference? One, this woman and as far as Simon the Pharisee is concerned, the woman knew and acknowledged that she was a sinner. Simon the Pharisee 
he could not acknowledge that he was a sinner praise the lord just like the like the story that jesus shared we all were in debt with the lord we were all in a debt and we could not pay it off praise the lord the good news is that forgiveness is available to everyone but we need to understand that forgiveness is not cheap forgiveness is not free it cost the creditor 550 denarii to forgive these two guys it cost heaven life of its own son on the cross to forgive our debt of sin praise the lord hallelujah but heaven paid it off on behalf of us because you and i could not pay it off by ourselves praise the lord so regardless of what our status is in the society whether we are refined whether we are on the top of the world or we are on on the bottom of the ladder praise the lord we all need the savior to forgive us because we cannot pay off that debt by ourselves praise the lord hallelujah look at this it's very interesting jesus after sharing the story with simon engaging with him then jesus does something that you and i can learn and apply it in our life jesus looks turns and looks at the boy and he's talking to simon he's telling simon now jesus is correcting simon have you seen that how jesus corrects him Jesus was an invited guest at Simon the Pharisee's house. Jesus did not barge in, but he was invited. He was seated at the table having the meal. But within this conversation, now Jesus is correcting Simon and showing him what he did not do. I want you to turn your attention to that words that Jesus is saying. He looks at Simon and he says, "Listen. Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss." But this woman has not ceased kissing my feet and examining them. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Correction has a place in life. Correction has a right time to be What is Jesus telling Simon? Simon there is a norm in this land. 
There is a custom in this land. And the custom and the norm is when the invited guest comes, you wash their feet. You kiss their cheek. You anoint their head with oil. This is Simon who did not do any of this. I am your invited guest. You invited me. But you have given me a cold shoulder. A cool reply. In our dealings with people, in our interactions with people, you and I will find people who will give us the What is it that we do and how is it that we respond? We will experience such circumstances in our lives. But it's to encounter such experience. But Jesus teaches us there is a right time to address every issue. There is a right time to address every issue. Patience and maturity is needed when offensive in their language, in their dealing, in the way they react with us. Praise the Lord. Jesus teaches us a good lesson. Jesus did not react when Simon did not do all of this prescribed. He waited for the right moment for the At the right time, Jesus is teaching him what is it that he has done wrong. We are fellow brothers. We are linked to each other. We are part of the body of Christ. We are human beings. Knowingly, unknowingly, we can offend each other. No, we can do things or say things or act in certain way which can be offensive. But when that happens, how do we react? Well, it based, it's based on the make and the mold of people. I've seen people reacting in so many ways. There are some people who just go berserk. Immediately they will react. They will tell you right on your face, you're wrong. That's one way of people reacting. Then I'll see some others who react in a different way. They don't say anything, they only write. Immediately they will write to you saying, what you've done is wrong. And there is another group of people who will just simply ignore and shrug it off. Well, it's how each one of us has been made. Our mold, our make, how we are built in. But there is a spiritual way, a spiritual maturity that God expects from all of his children. 
and Christ is the model. Christ does not overreact. God, give me the grace that I don't overreact. Christ does not go screaming and yelling at Simon. Christ does not write an epistle to him. Christ does not say, Simon, you have insulted me. He doesn't say any of these things. He waits. Because it's not just saying what you've done is wrong is important, but it is also making the other person understand what the error is. It's not easy. So Jesus waits. Praise the Lord. Jesus now shows him the contrast. Real life experience that unfolds before him. He shows the contrast. He says, listen, Simon. You gave me no water to wash my feet. But this woman that you have dubbed as a sinner, she has wet and drenched my feet with her tears. You did not wipe my feet, but she has wiped my feet with her You did not give me a kiss on my cheek as it was custom. This woman, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil. But this woman, she has anointed An apt word, the writer of Proverbs says, an apt word is like golden apples in settings of silver. God wants all of his people to be people who uses apt words, measured words, careful words. Words full of grace, seasoned with salt. How much grace we need. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As the body of Christ functions together. Praise the Lord. You and I are going to meet people who do things the offensive way. Offending each other and offending the body of Christ. Listen to me. When we are part of the body of Christ, what we say, what we do can affect individuals and affect the body of but then it's also important that we learn how to respond and how to counter-react. Do you know what is a norm and the easiest thing to do? Okay. What is the easiest thing to do and the norm? The norm and the easiest thing to do is 
Go behind that person and bad mouth. That's the norm and the easiest way. Jesus turned around, looked at the woman, and spoke to her. Not easy. We need a lot of grace. Can you recollect? Can you go back? Going far today after coming into the house of God. Is there anything that you have spoken against your brother, against your sister, that you did not address it with your brother When we continue in that rut, we act the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Truth in love is an art that you and I have to master. Praise the Lord. It's not easy, but it can be done. That's what Jesus is teaching. Praise the Lord. Listen, Simon probably heard Jesus preach and teach and do miracles and signs and wonders and invited Jesus to his house. But Jesus was not, did not have an entry into his heart. Church. He invited Jesus into his house, gave a good meal, but he was not able to invite Jesus into his house. Praise the Lord. Many people have superficial relationship with Jesus. Praise the Lord. There are lots of believers that call themselves Christians. They would not mind having a meal, having Jesus as a dinner companion. They don't want him any closer than simply having a meal. In other words, linked with Jesus on a weekend basis. Linked with Jesus during worship service. Jesus wants you and me to be linked with him as the Lord and Savior of our life. We like the Savior part, but he wants us to acknowledge the Lordship. As Peter concludes this episode, there is a word there that says, but grow the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God wants all of his children to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We like the Savior part. We like the Redeemer part. But we often omit 
that he's the Lord of our life. Praise the Lord. Being Lord of a life means we align ourselves to everything that he says and everything that he expects. So Jesus breaks it down to Simon. What is he saying in essence? Simon, hers is, if hers is the sin of omission, yours is the sin of omission. If hers is the sin of the flesh, yours is the sin of the spirit. What is the sin of the spirit? It's our mindset. It's our attitude. It's our critical mindset. It is our cynical mindset. And it is our attitude. I want to conclude. But I want to draw your attention to one more point. Simon had a problem in Jesus accommodating and receiving of the sinful woman. Jesus responded to the invitation of Simon, knowing fully who Simon was. Do you think? Jesus went to Simon the Pharisee's house because Simon was perfect. Because Simon had it all together. Because Simon had reached the heights of everything. Despite knowing who Simon was, Jesus responded positively, walks into Simon's home. Praise the Lord. What is it that you and I can learn from it? We all can acknowledge very easily that Jesus responds to repentant sinners. We all have no issue in understanding that Jesus responds to repentant sinners. Absolutely true. And Jesus wants everyone to repent of their sins. He does respond to a broken heart, a contrite spirit, a repenting heart. He does. But we always overlook, praise the Lord, the fact that Jesus responded to Simon's invitation to come to his house, knowing who Simon was, knowing the shortcomings of Simon. Knowing the attitude of Simon. Knowing where Simon was. Knowing that he's not going to give Jesus the kind of reception that Simon owed Jesus. If you and I would know that someone was inviting us is not going to give us a hearty reception. Would you go there? Would you go to a place where they're going to call 
and belittle you and make fun of you? Would you go and go to a place where you have an invitation where you know up front that they are going to play you down? Jesus knows all these things. Went to Simon the Pharisee's house. Praise the Lord. Jesus used that opportunity to minister to Simon. He only went to the repentant sinner and he would ignore the self-righteous Pharisee. Those to Simon the Pharisee uses that platform to minister to We are obliged to think and are content that Jesus has responded to our request. Jesus has responded to our petition. Jesus has responded to our prayer. I want you to think for a minute. How often we are content that the Lord has responded positively to our prayer request, our petitions. And we take that as a sign of approval from the Lord that we have been approved. As a sign. Approved of the Lord. Could it be the Lord wants to enter our life, to correct our life, and to guide us in His path. Praise the Lord. Is that possible? Answering our prayer, He wants us to be in a zone where he can minister to us further and correct us and direct us in this path. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Includes that part. By teaching Simon a lesson. And he says, Somebody to read that part. As Savior. For a tremendous demonstration of love. Love. Forgiven of our love to Christ. Love was a result of forgiveness. Loved much because forgiven. Once in a while. 
God has comes to think the depth God scooped us out at times on that memory lane what he has done for us wonder about it in our soul Jesus to worship dull people I hear so many comments Boring. Both this group of people. Excellent. Boring service. It's reaching out to you like to Simon. It's telling you. Something to tell you. You did not respond by saying. Just what God wanted you to do. Pulled you out of your lethargic state. Your indifferent attitude. Your casual attitude. Your careless attitude. In the presence of the king of kings. was a speaking in your life you just turned your back be in the house of God this where we are and he has a word for us in every season that will minister to us. Praise God. When Jesus enters our zone. It's not because we were all cozy and receiving. He entered our zone. Despite the fact that you did not give him the reception that was due to him. Yet he entered because he wanted to redirect your life. that desensitizes us or that distracts us from the voice of God we need to have a sensitive ear Make sure we 
disturbed in my spirit. Disturbed. Disturbed because the Holy Spirit told my heart. Told me arenas. what Jesus does when he enters our soul. To draw myself from this world. It's good to submit. The Lord spoken to you. Get the message of the sermon was a custom-cut message for you. To dwell on it, would you allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you? Effectively. Free and honor. Our ways that comes about. But we thank you. Enter our world. Redirect our lives. Direct our lives. Help us to respond positively. Work. And your word. Peter, work in us. Amen. Then we're going to prepare ourselves.